listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico with you. Nebraska basketball loses 78-71 to to the Hoosiers last night. And as we do every Tuesday, we bring in Jacob Padilla of, the, of Hale Varsity. Jacob, hello. Hi, how you doing? I am doing well. Um, let me just ask this right out of the gate. Why did Derek Walker only shoot the ball three times last night? Well, one, he only played 19 minutes because of the foul trouble. Yeah. And two, um, they didn't, they had trouble getting him the ball. Um, sometimes they weren't looking for it. Sometimes he wasn't um, kind of establishing himself in scoring uh, positions. Uh, it, it just, with, with the way Indiana was defending, it just didn't work out um, to, to get him a lot of scoring opportunities. And that's something that they probably need to really. I mean, it has been a big emphasis recently, um, but it just the way this game played out, he just didn't get many chances. And I, I was, there's Verge is trying to feed him late in kind of that last four minutes on a little two man game. I um, was trying to get him there, and the pass got deflected. Um, I think there were a couple times there where they were trying to get him the ball in the lane or rolling to the basket, and they just weren't able to find uh, the passing window. Um, but yeah. Two or three from the field, zero free throws. Um, that that's that's not going to get it done for Nebraska. Jacob, I, I want to be careful how I say this. I don't want to stir. I don't want to stir up any controversy. Uh, has there or do you believe that there's been any talk about more or less minutes for other players? Well, um, we, we've seen kind of the minutes go up and down depending on the game. Uh, obviously. Uh, Lonzo Verge, he's been kind of up and down. Uh, Hoiberg's kind of been playing it by feel there with, with him and Kobe Webster a lot of time. And now you got Trey McGowan's working his way back. That, that'll kind of factor into that discussion as well. Um, we saw C.J. Wiltshire play 21 minutes to Casey Tominaga's 16 in that, that game yesterday. Um, so we're starting to see kind of those minutes shift a little bit. I mean, Bryce McGowan's is going to be out there 30 plus minutes a game. Derek Walker is going to play as many minutes as he can handle. Um, I don't know what, uh, there just aren't a lot of options at the four for lap man. Uh, unfortunately he, he's not playing. Although yesterday was actually one of his better offensive games hit a couple of threes. Obviously they're both right away, but, um, he's just kind of been a liability most of the season and they just don't have another option there. So, besides playing a lot of four-guard lineups, and that creates its own problems. So um, we're seeing that a little bit, kind of Horberg's trying to play by feel with some of those positions, but um, there aren't enough guys, I think, consistently playing well to, to settle into uh, a set rotation in terms of minutes. We're talking to Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity. Jacob, now now that Trey McGowan's is back, obviously the workload. Hoiberg, I believe, said last night that going in, they were playing in 16 to 18 minutes. Then um, the trainer said that it'd be okay to stretch him a little bit farther, and that's why he played 21. But how much of just a boost, and, and what does this do 
for just Nebraska in general getting a guy like Trey McGowan's back? Yeah, I mean, you could. It, it was evident the kind of the impact he made. They were they were plus four in his twenty one minutes in a seven point loss. So um, he he made an impact while he was out there. He scored obviously the seven points in the first half. Uh, knocked down that three right away, uh, drew a couple of fouls. There was a possession where he fought over the top of a screen and drew an offensive foul, which just don't have a lot of guys that are capable of doing that beyond him on the team. Uh, he was in position for a defensive rebound uh, in the bonus, which uh, and drew a foul that way, which got him to the line once. Uh, obviously, there was the tie-up and a little scrap late uh, with his former yeah. teammate Xavier Johnson. Um, and you could see a couple of those possessions down the stretch, like what a difference his ball pressure makes. Because we, we've talked about before just how many times uh, other teams can just attack Nebraska's guards off the bounce and get to the rim at will and either draw help or just go in for the score. And that's not so easy when you got Trey out there guarding the best, uh, the, the best uh, opposing guard because he can stay in front of, uh, of defender or offensive players rather. Um, so you, you could just notice kind of all the little things he did out there. The He wasn't uh, overly involved on offense. I think they're still kind of working his way back. You saw him mishandle the ball a couple of times, uh, just getting a little sped up. That's all the timing things that, that come uh, with just not not playing recently. It's not, I forget, recently in two months. But you could definitely see right away him making an impact in all the areas that, that we talked about. Um, them missing with him uh, out of the lineup. Jacob, we've seen the the two smaller guard lineup with Verge and Kobe getting in at the same time. Is there any way that is there any possibility that a two a two big lineup with Eduardo and Derek being in at the same time might make an appearance at all? If you think that that might uh, help them out in any of the games remaining. Uh, Herbert talked about it, especially back when uh, Wilhelm just first got hurt and they had a couple guys sick and they were just really down uh, on their options there. Um, but I I don't think they'll go that route. I just uh, Eduardo Andre isn't playing well enough, I don't think, consistently. Um, he, he actually, uh, the Indiana game was one of his better games. I thought he, especially in the first half, I thought he gave him really good minutes and held his own. In the second half, Trace Jackson Davis kind of abused him a little bit, but then again, he was doing that to everybody, and he's an all-Big Ten player for a reason. Uh, but that was, I think, they were plus two in Andre's 21 minutes. So if you can survive and not have his minutes be a big negative, that's better than what we've seen most of the season because they've really struggled with him on the court uh, for the most part this season. Um, so I don't think more Eduardo is the answer with the way that he's been playing and then kind of what that might do to their offense where you've got um, uh, guys kind of out in space a little bit more. Neither one of uh, he nor Derek Walker is a four spacer, and we've already seen how much this team struggles uh, creating space as it is with teams not necessarily respecting their shooters. Um, so I, I don't think that's really an option. It doesn't look like uh, Keon Edwards is ready to, to help this team right now. Obviously, Trevor Lakes is hurt now. Wilhelm Breidenbach is hurt. So they really don't have options at, at that four spot. It's, you just got to hope that Latt can play better than he has been and then that you can survive and outscore teams with the, the four-guard lineup with, with C.J. Wilcher and Bryce McGowan's out there together. 
Hail Varsity's Jacob Padilla is our guest. Jacob, I, I want to ask a little bit of a bigger picture question. We had this conversation yesterday on the show. Um, the the longer that this losing streak goes on, how much more do you have to worry about attrition for next year? And, and guys, I, I know for sure there's a couple guys graduating this year, and and Bryce McGowan's if he's still projected high enough in the draft, you, you can't blame him for for heading over to the NBA. But how much longer, or how long, or how much do you have to worry? Excuse me about attrition the longer that this losing streak goes on that is kind of the the part of them struggling as much as they have this year is this was kind of the the year year that they were building towards it was the year that they had some continuity with that kind of core of trey and Derek and and lat coming back plus the the talented newcomers like bryce and uh and breidenbach just in terms of how they touted guys coming in and you added some shooting, which the team desperately needed. So you felt like they addressed a lot of their weaknesses. You added some continuity and hoped that it would be able to come together this year. Um, it, it hasn't really, and now you have no idea. I don't know how many of these guys are going to be back next year, yeah. at least in terms of the ones that are the, the kind of the difference makers. Like Virg, he's definitely done. Um, Bryce, even with the struggles this year, um, I wouldn't expect to, to see him back. Um and I, I don't know what, what Trey, uh, obviously Trey and Derek in particular both have um, another year of eligibility. But, I mean, Derek Walker want to be playing college basketball at 25 years old, mm-hmm. um, especially if uh, when he's coming back. I think that's kind of what you're alluding to. Like, what's the reason to come back if uh, the, the team can't win? What's the upside? Um, and that's what Kobe Webster mentioned uh, a couple of the kind of the way they played down the stretch, a couple of the, those uh, those wins late played a big part in his decision to come back for another year. Obviously, he hasn't quite been the impact player consistently that y- you would have hoped for a, a super senior. Um, but uh, he came back because he felt like, hey, we were building towards something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple got a couple of those wins late, and, and I'm feeling good about the direction of the team right now. He, he, I don't think anybody can feel good about the trajectory of the team. So that is, they've got to kind of get something going here in the second half of the season, not only um, to, to kind of have something to sell to the guys that you're looking to bring at, uh, into the program, but also to um, the guys already here, like, hey, stick with us. Um, we can make this work. Um, we just got to keep building it. And right now, there isn't anything to build off of. You mentioned that's at eight conference losses now. Um, they've, they've got to find a way to kind of get over the hump and start winning some of these games. Jacob, one last one before we let you go. Jacob Padilla of Hill Varsity is our guest here. Um, last time Nebraska played Ohio State, they really kind of shut down EJ Liddell for, for a betterment of the game, um, doubling whoever they got down low in the, in the paint. And, and for, unfortunately for Nebraska, they just hit their threes that game. Should we expect something similar on Saturday? Or, or do you think a totally different approach is going to be what they what direction they choose to go to? No, I, I don't think they're going to go with a totally different approach. Um, I I don't think they're going to have as much success keeping Liddell yeah. in check. Um, and Kyle Young, I believe, is going to be available for them. He wasn't able That's to right. play last game. But Trey didn't play the last game for Nebraska either. And I think that that was one of those games. I, I think North Carolina State is probably the best example. I feel like if they've got Trey to guard Darion Sebron, in that game that Nebraska probably has uh, probably wins that game. Um, but 
uh, kind of the same thing with Ohio State. If you had Trey to, to throw at Malachi Branham after he, he had kind of gotten hot, then um, th- then maybe you're able to kind of hold on to that game and win that one as well. Um, so maybe Trey makes a difference in this one, but they're they're going to have to they're going to have to do a better job on some of the perimeter players, and they're going to need some guys on their side to step up and be a little bit better offensively because you can't expect Liddell to go two for 14 again. You can't expect Zed Key to, to only take what like five shots or whatever it was, score seven points. Um, they're going to get more from the post, I would assume, in round two. We saw that in Indiana where they held Trace Jackson Davis in check round one, but he was too good of a player to stay down, and um, they weren't able to execute at the same level, and, and he got them in, in game two. So it, they're going to probably go in with a similar game plan, but they're going to have to do it better because um, trying to do exactly what they did last time probably isn't going to work with, with Ohio State making some adjustments and just overall having guys kind of experience what Nebraska threw at them and be more ready for it this time. Nebraska basketball, one lone road win under Fred Hoiberg that came on uh, in, back on February 14th of 2021 against Penn State. All right, Jacob, appreciate the time as always. Uh, good stuff. Let's hope for the best on Saturday. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. Um, appreciate the time as always. Call now, 402-464-5685. Uh, $15 to the Upside Bar and Lounge is on the line. Nick Trivia will do another Uh, Where did this NFL quarterback go to college? We'll do that next and get to the defensive side of the scholarship distribution chart for Husker football. All that and more next up on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.